2: Why aren't you listening to Nerdy Show? Unless you are.
1: Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom, from comics and video games to science and technology. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. Hi, I'm Josh. Hey, I'm Doug. Hi, I'm Matt. And today we're going to be talking about comic book movies, predominantly Marvel movies, but uh, man, DC certainly threw us some curveballs recently, oh so we're, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about that yeah. uh, certain Affleck incident. Anyway, so, uh, so there's some weird Marvel stuff going on. Of course, the big Marvel movies are on the way. We don't really need to tell you much more about that. Anyway, so weird news, something that took us all by surprise, and that is that Mark Miller, the, you know, comic book author, the writer of Kickass and Nemesis and a slew of stories for, you know, the big two, he is actually the head of Marvel movies over at Fox and has said recently that the X-Men films and the Fantastic Four films are in a shared universe, except that uh, he also made a point of saying that there's absolutely no plans whatsoever to cross it over, so why even bother? so wait so are they not rebooting fantastic four they are rebooting fantastic
3: okay four. so the reboot is going to be in the
4: x-men yes, universe, not the not other not one. the other ones or and, and by x-men universe he means uh, like the current timeline involving the yeah. days of future past and the and the first class and first class yeah, yeah as well which also does and doesn't exist in
1: the prior universe right it sort of cherry-picked that reality right i so, guess well i guess
3: most people out of all of the films x-men x-men 2 and x-men 3 and x-men first class the weakest link in that chain would arguably be X-Men 3. Yeah. And if you eliminate X-Men 3, all the problems are solved. Right. Or eliminate first class and
5: all the problems are solved.
3: Now, I say all I, the problems. Uh,
5: Days of Future Past has also been labeled as a direct sequel to Wolverine now. Like Fox labeled that themselves. Hmm. so now you have those two links with the two wolverine movies also
1: okay, except that just, really you only need to pay attention to the most recent wolverine
4: film because yeah it's x-men my, origins is like that yeah, i was gonna say know. that that's canonical no no no, <laughs> no they've distanced themselves i think like uh, i remember the, the moment i saw the first trailer for x-men origins wolverine and he's fighting in world war ii with the americans and I'm like, and I'm like, oh, yeah for, yeah yeah you're like and i was watching i was like yeah he's fighting and wait a minute he's canadian why is he <laughs> in the american civil mm-hmm. war why is he doing any of this stuff and uh I guess it makes for a great shot in the trailer yeah i guess these colors don't run Josh.
6: <laughs> <laughs> what, red and
4: white
3: <laughs> the maple leaf don't run <laughs> hey have you guys seen any of you guys uh, seen the wolverine not yet didn't see the wolverine yet no. okay I, I, was, I was scared because uh frog i think i don't need to explain why i was scared i've heard mixed things which is better than x-men origins wolverine mm-hmm. so i guess it does deserve a chance
1: i haven't seen it either i really wanted to because trailers made it look kind of good mm-hmm. um, yeah the trailers are good Hex has seen it. Unfortunately, he's not here to comment on it, but I can relay what he told me to all of you. Okay. Which is that um, it wasn't bad, but it also wasn't really anything of substance either. He watched it. He didn't feel like he wanted his money back, but it also just kind of happened. And the most exciting thing about the entire film was the post credit sequence, which does directly tie into both whatever the hell else is going on and also... Days of Future Past? You, well, actually... Here's the thing, they haven't disavowed X3. X3 is there, they're just kind of glossing over it like, yeah, some stuff happened. So, and this is I'm going to issue a mild spoiler warning here because I'm going to tell you some things that uh, I don't, I mean, unless you're really truly invested in the Wolverine being the freshest experience ever, I don't think you're going to be upset (laughs) over me saying I don't think you guys are going to be upset with me saying things I'm about to say. Throughout the film, Wolverine is dealing with dreams of Jean because he had to kill her. Right. So that's X three, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh then Charles Xavier shows up at the post credit <laughs> sequence mm-hmm. and he's like, Whoa, I
4: thought you were dead. Didn't he show up in the post-credit scene of X Three?
1: Yeah, well, his voice did. It was like there was a coma
3: patient, yeah. and then it's all of a sudden. I don't remember because it's been so long since I've seen it. But I, me- I don't even remember who the girl was. The nurse who was over, like overlooking. It this was Moira coma McTaggart at least go- one point. It was. I have no idea who that is. And
4: uh... <laughs> from Muir Island. Yeah, yeah. Good, good uh, job. I don't know how to say that. I don't know. how... Mere, Muir. Muir, Yeah, I guess that's the closest I can. Oh, have. no, oh yeah, that makes perfect yeah, sense. Muir you know, Island. You know. so. so
1: anywho,
3: you don't see the face of the person who's like in a coma who's laying in a bed and. Uh, all of a sudden, you hear Patrick Stewart's voice call out that girl's name, and she's like, Professor? And then it cuts to black. And then that was it. And it was like, oh, well, Xavier's not dead. Therefore, it negates his death in the film.
1: Therefore, but Except that, like, I mean, logically, that would mean that he, because that patient had been seen earlier in the film. So all he did was push his consciousness into some vegetable's body. Therefore, it couldn't be actually Patrick Stewart as Professor Xavier. It'd have to be somebody else. But what
4: we see in Wolverine is Patrick Stewart. Yeah, and, and and he couldn't put it into a vegetable unless that vegetable had the same mutation that he had. Well, <laughs> Because no, he, he, could, he could control, like, humans. Yeah, but he has he has a physical, genetic mutation that gives him his powers. He could probably put his consciousness in somebody, but then if but that he person would, he wakes would
1: be, up... He would have zero mutant powers. Exactly.
4: Unless right, that person person's I see what you're saying. But he'd be human, then he could walk. would be a regular
3: human who could walk, but he wouldn't <laughs> have any powers. That'd be pretty I, okay, sweet, yeah, though. That'd be pretty sweet. Uh, but the biggest discrepancy... That I remember even just discussing after, because I like First Class when I saw it. And I'm like, that was yeah, really that was cool. good. And then someone's like, ah, oh, but it's not going to tie into X3, and I'm like, how's that? Because I don't really remember X3. They're like the opening of X3 is the Xavier and Magneto they go visit Young Jean Grey together while they're kind of older, and Xavier can walk. And I'm like, oh, that does kind of go in the face of
1: how First Class ended, unless they make up. I, I feel then, like I, um, I I, right wow.
5: now I never even thought about that.
1: <laughs> I feel like right now they're acknowledging people's memories of X3. You've seen X3 in the past, but don't watch it again. Just kind of remember it and we'll play up those ideas. So all the major plot points are still there. You don't have to worry about the rest.
3: Maybe it's fixable. I don't know. Like
4: it's it's unfixable.
3: I don't know. I mean,
4: I didn't hate X3. And I think the reason I didn't hate it. Is because, to me at least, the Dark Phoenix was actually pretty scary. You know, her eyes turned black, and like it's different than the comics. But I was like, this is a force of nature. Well, it was could, also different from, it, from, it from different. every other. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, it was different. It was different. There are parts about it I, I really didn't like, like the uh, the spoiler alert: Cyclops dies.
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> didn't like five quite seconds. seconds. Well, did did, yeah. you, did you guys hear the? I don't know if it's a rumor or if it's a fact by now, but like I heard the rumor that when they were writing X three, they basically didn't have much for Wolverine to do. So, from the moment Scott dies in X-Men 3, everything Wolverine does was originally Scott. Interesting. Because it's not its not a Wolverine's character to be like, listen, we're X-Men. We stick
4: together. It's true. But yeah, all of a right. sudden, Wolverine's saying these lines. And you're like, Scott should be saying those lines. See, th- that's that's a good point. Because I think uh, I think there's a great scene that they wrote in after he died. Which is like the the only scene that, that was original that was like, you know what? We could make this work. We could make it work. Mm-hmm. Was where uh, Jean Grey's in a coma. Mm-hmm uh wolverine walks in and he starts like looking at her and like hey what's up she wakes up and it's like oh holy crap like you know Jean Grey's awake and uh she's like hey come here big boy and starts like making out with him he's like oh whoa what's going on she uses her psychic powers to undo his belt and it like flies across the room and he's like wait wait oh yeah yeah. where's scott (laughs) 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 that to me was like one of the best scenes in the movie
3: well but uh the other thing about scott not being there is also because they were going to be doing superman returns yeah and
5: scheduling conflicts
3: and uh, james marston was like well superman returns or
1: cyclops hmm. also loyalty to uh,
5: it, the was, it was also yeah. it was a very bitter divorce from what i've heard
1: so i guess the conclusion is x-men universe even more convoluted than the actual comic books in a lot of ways for films maybe um, can be whereas the comics are fixable the movie's definitely less fixable
5: didn't it's, they reuse a character in uh first class that had been in x3 it was um from mad men what is her name
1: oh emma frost yes was, was she
5: in x3 very was, briefly as i recall uh Wait, no, Actually, she was
4: wait, in Wolverine. That was in, that was in Wolverine. Ex- or- Origins or- Wolverine, yeah, yeah. It's a mess, guys. It's a real mess. <laughs> well, see, we say the comics are fixable. I think the movies are fixable. Well,
1: the comics are fixable because they can use comic book logic. They can exactly. do soft reboots and, and sort it all out and everything because comic book audiences accept those kind of things but film audiences they haven't yet had to undergo that and there's kind of happening with x-men right now but not by virtue of a cosmic event i think now's a good time
4: to to try it out on film audiences really because like let's go back you know in time uh, the the uh days of future past like that was all that was going on with the x-men i don't believe there was a competing x-men comic going on at the same time like it was it was a marvel event and then when it was done they used comic book logic hit the reset button Age of Apocalypse, same thing. It was, it was all completely Age of Apocalypse. This, we got this whole storyline worked out. This is everything that's going on with the X Men right now. As soon as it was done, reset button went right back to Earth six one six. They call it. But they're not hitting the reset button between these films, correct? Like but if but they like, should, it, like,
3: like with this film, if they're like everything before doesn't matter. This is just an original story using
4: the same actors that would be cool but i that from what it sounds like that's that's not what they're doing they also feel the uh the the need to make things or an origin story and they're starting to get away from the the feeling of that need that they've had in the past audiences right. are exhausted with that shit it, yeah. it is exhausting because you wouldn't you wouldn't put up with that shit in 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 comic books like if you if every comic you picked up was an origin story you get really tired <laughs> oh after you, three you, issues. you mean like the new 52 yes which is exhausting <laughs> and awful exactly exactly <laughs> so so what they could do like i i, I thought oh man i don't want to see another fucking origin stories i'd like i would love for them to just make like one-off sagas if it was like a, a movie of omega red and wolverine fighting it out with colossus trying to get eliana back you know what i mean like that, that would be you yeah just make a whole movie about that and i would go see you it. know you the characters need any you don't
1: need to worry about the the background or anything like you know tying it in you can just imagine that it does same way that you imagine that somehow wolverine can be in four titles simultaneously and it works out exactly one of the reasons for this podcast was that um, when we were discussing this topic of these, this shared universe Marvel thing online, Matt, you brought up a really interesting discussion topic.
5: Oh, the, my, my favorite game, right? Yes, your favorite game. Alright, so, so I propose that if two of the three current Marvel comic movie making studios Disney, Sony, and Fox decided to team up for one crossover film, which studios do you want to come together and what film do you want to see? Knowing that they will never ever be another crossover event like this again between studios.
3: Sort of like the Who Framed Roger Rabbit of our generation.
5: <laughs> exactly like that. That, that. That's a beautiful analogy. That's a beautiful movie.
3: <laughs> you know, I'd have mixed feelings about all of it, but uh, if they were like going to do one and they're like all right, Doug, you know, you pick now or we pick. And I'll be like, uh, then uh, I would just say mix uh, Amazing Spider-Man, Sony version, mix that with the Avengers. They both seem the most in line tone wise, like than the current X-Men series. And also with Spider-Man, they didn't do anything that disavowed Avengers canon you know like it wasn't anything that like it didn't go out of its way to make itself different whereas with x-men i don't know x-men just feels so different it's hard to see them coming together and working that way plus it's also a huge ensemble mixed with another ensemble Mm -hmm. as opposed to just adding spider-man to the
5: already pretty cool avengers well you could grab just one element from boxes, such as i mean hugh jackman and you know hugh jackman's wolverine with robert downey jr's iron man just to me that they would be great on screen together They would, but if you're
3: just doing Iron Man and just doing Wolverine, that seems like you're missing the chance to throw Wolverine into a bigger problem with an Avengers sized Well, I mean,
4: he could be with with the Avengers. He's with the Avengers now.
3: Right. But then, but then it's like, why not on the flip side? Why not just say, why don't we just take Tony Stark and then have him visit the Xavier mansion? You know,
4: I think, I think mine would be Dr. Doom versus all of the Avengers. But not the Doctor. The Doom shitty one. one. Not but the they, shitty Doctor Doom. But only the shitty one. But don't, one they, in but don't, but don't they, they? They own the rights to the Doctor Doom thing, right? Fox does. Yeah, yeah. Fox does. And, so, and, so. and in, in fact, maybe the reason that we um we
1: got the aliens we did and the Avengers, I can never remember the damn name. Really obscure alien race is what you know what was sent out with Loki and all that in Avengers. Reason we had those guys instead of something more complicated like scrolls was one complicated, but two i've heard that maybe scrolls are with the fantastic four package
4: that's very possible hmm. i mean super scroll you know right he is the fantastic four yeah i, I think dr doom because i think you could make a great basically bring it back home you know you got the yeah, okay, worldly- okay well, that,
3: well now you're going a different direction where you're like let's take a villain from another franchise and throw him again so if you were like let's just say hypothetically there's the reboot of fantastic four at fox and it's kick-ass and they got a great doom i'd be like dude bring in doom versus the avengers that'd be the best thing ever or if you'd be like, oh, let's take Loki and have him versus the X Men. Like, that'd be interesting, that'd but it'd be, be cool.
1: It'd be weird a little bit. It'd be, the, the thing really, that, uh... that plucks my heartstrings about the Doom versus the Avengers thing is, in my personal opinion, the most kick ass thing that Doom ever did, if it was adapted to film, it would be a three studio tie in, which is not part of Matt's rules. Uh, it was <laughs> when, when Dr. Doom created symbiote bombs that he dropped from satellites on New York City and. Uh, and there was just crazy shit like symbiote dinosaurs and random people were getting turned into symbiotes and it was h- complete havoc and doom was like ha, 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 ha. <laughs> what was his goal with
4: that shouldn't uh, have trespassed in latveria was like, <laughs> there, there,
1: there was some kind of it was like a diversion or it was there was some i cannot remember for the life of me i just remember thinking okay this is like this is balls to the wall like a stupid like kid came up with it kind of a thing but it's so cool it's like
3: sir we need a diversion for our master plan how about we just kill a million people with the symbiote? It's like,
4: that's a diversion or is that a battle? It's like, well, okay, it's a battle. <laughs> See, my favorite Doom thing was when the Fantastic Four literally opened a gate to hell yeah. and left him there. And he's like, all right, well. Mark like, Wade's get, Fantastic Four, best run ever. Exactly. He's like, I guess I'm in hell now. And demons are like, I want his nose. I want his eyes. And he's like, then come for me, demons. There is doom enough for all. <laughs> <laughs> and then he fought his way out of hell and grabbed onto uh, the, the wake of Mjolnir. As Thor died during Ragnarok and skated out uh, between dimensions, and yeah, I was, I was
3: like, didn't Thor's hammer play a part in that? Like he had Thor's hammer or something like you know, that. No,
4: Thor's hammer fell, and he's like, it got me out of hell. Clearly, it's mine. And then he goes to pick it up, and he can't. And he's like, ah, screw you, Fantastic Four. <laughs> that him getting back was weird, but Marvel didn't like
1: anything that uh, Mark Wade did during that run, so it's all been disavowed. Like Galactus's origin,
4: which was great, yeah, disavowed. So, see, I don't know. I, I think when he reaches down to pick up that hammer. I thought, here we go. Like this is <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. if Thor dies and the most worthy person on Earth is Doctor Doom. That's a, great a, twist. a That's comic. like, yeah, yeah. There's a comic I want to read. Yeah, Marvel's ballsy enough to do that now. Mm-hmm. They weren't then. It was only a few years ago, but they That's weren't true. then so mark millar the head of uh now the head of marvel's movies and fox yeah which is weird gonna... we were all surprised by that that's i Very mean that's, weird. that's
1: super strange he's i mean i guess you know marvel needs to have a kick-ass personality overseeing fox's stuff so
4: no pun intended the manic a manic <laughs> scottish comic book writer
1: <laughs> i don't know i don't know how much attention he can actually devote to it, considering how much stuff he does but true. um i guess they've accepted you know well if we can't publish these films ourselves they better at least
4: not suck and ruin our properties it's true well the the thing the thing i think he's got going for him is that marvel really likes him because they let him get away with whatever he wants yeah Mm -hmm. i mean he wrote old man logan which if if you guys haven't read it it's maybe one of the single best graphic novels like standalone, yeah. Standalone, yeah. ever written because uh it's it's it pulls no punches with the Marvel universe. Like when it starts, people have already died forever. And they don't <laughs> come back. They do yeah, not come like, back. Anyone who starts dead doesn't come back. Exactly. And then and then he went to DC with the idea of making Batman a supervillain for like a one off, you know, graphic novel. And, and DC is like, oh, no. like Batman versus Batman wants to destroy the USA, the only person standing in his way is Commissioner Gordon. And oh, Batman's like,
3: only a good guy.
4: And they're like, That's dumb. We don't like that. <laughs> we don't but, like things that are as, different. As anybody who I've told that premise to like loses their minds and says it's the coolest idea ever but he, he couldn't pitch it to dc so he goes to marvel and says hey i've got this really violent idea of, <laughs> of batman going up against commissioner gordon they go change the names we'll publish it on our independent label i honestly think it's stronger for being its own thing as nemesis but could be i, I
3: don't know just that, for, well i'm sure once it became its own thing he changed a lot of stuff to make it stronger it's true whereas if you took the initial concept and just made it what if batman just didn't have that moral compass and he was just super dick number one but, it, no, like, but now that
4: guy's in charge of of the marvel movies he's in charge of two franchises
1: one which is true. one which is is massive and one which is kind of minuscule by comparison because
3: mm-hmm. and it's weird because i remember like when, when when i first read old man logan i remember being like oh man if they just made a movie of this with hugh jackman and age makeup or just wait for him to get older and just do old man logan with hugh jackman That'd be like the greatest thing I've ever seen. Or and if now, Jack
4: Palance was still alive. Or if Jack Palance. Or, or, or if Clint Eastwood was
3: twenty years younger. Twenty years younger. Yeah, now, yeah. That'd be
4: <laughs> oh the, man, it'd be perfect. But but that that begs the question: Are we going to see? Are we more likely to see an old man Logan movie with him at the helm? Can oh, we start. Would, can we start a letter writing campaign? No, I, <laughs> I would. I would
3: certainly say it's
1: more likely because I mean, if you got the guy, look, it's, it's definitely w- a thousand times more likely more than it was but,
4: before. But yeah. was
7: it?
1: Is it more likely than the zero chance it was before? I, before it was zero. zero. Like, has it skipped yeah. up a few point
4: zero zero? decimal places it's like, like one it's
3: like it was zero and now it's like one out of a million it's like so you're telling me there's a chance <laughs>
4: yeah. i read you like you know this i would love to see a hyper violent wolverine movie the world is horrible wolverine's a farmer and they the have to Dole get Man across Logan. america yeah that's what you just, yeah, just, yeah. just want i just want yeah. it i want it so bad
1: <laughs> he's a. Uh... Prolific. He's prolific. He's yeah. a prolific guy. I guess back back to the initial question, uh, Matt, you posed the question. What would you yeah. do with that uh, The yeah. three studio standoff?
5: I, I think probably I'd lean, as far as just because I, I love Hugh Jackman as Wolverine so much, I would love to see him with that Avengers cast. That's probably where I would go with it. However, being more, uh, I guess, media outside the comics uh, influenced, I would say that, as I recall, the Fantastic Four had a lot to do with or indirectly anyway, with Maximum Carnage. Hmm. I just remember that, that breaking into the Fantastic Four, like headquarters in order to steal anti-symbiote weapon. Like sonic weapons and stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and to me, the idea of if they ever got to the level, there would never be Carnage in a Spider-Man film, especially in this series. It's just, it's too much. But if I had to mix two properties, it would be cool if it was somehow Fantastic Four and Maximum Carnage
4: that's a good point i'd love to see an identity crisis movie with the uh the, the spider-man
3: dude if they if they just made a spider-man movie with carnage in it and just called it maximum carnage do you know how fast tickets would sell
5: <laughs> uh, i mean do you think that they could do a max a carnage film without venom setting that up
4: um i, would, I wouldn't, I, I, wouldn't see it. I, I,
3: I wouldn't i wouldn't risk it like if i was in charge and they're like hey we want to do carnage be like that's great but we got to bring in venom first be- just because if you leap to Carnage without doing Venom, you're going to confuse you're, you're, well, a lot of you're, people. You're missing
1: out on the Venom dollar bills. Yeah, yeah. yeah
4: the, the, the Venom market. It's really, <laughs> it's really
3: good. Well, work. I mean, the, Spider-Man 3 had a, a huge opening weekend because of Venom. Well, yeah, and mm-hmm.
4: it's and the problem, too, is everybody knows Venom's, like, the biggest deal. Like, yeah. even, even parents who don't know anything about Spider-Man have They've seen, seen picture. that picture. They've yeah, seen yeah. pictures, yeah. and they're like, oh, well, you know, this guy's a pretty big deal. he's gonna be the movie. And then Eddie Brock was not in the movie. Right. What was in the movie was a better Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as, <laughs> as, for Grace would have been an amazing Peter Parker if
3: yeah, they sure. I thought
1: I thought he was wonderful in that film. He was one of the only successful things about that movie. He was a great Peter Parker.
3: I thought he was a <laughs> wonderful <laughs> snarky. Who do you think either in a future incarnation, or if you would
4: go back in time and replace, who would make a really good eddie brock that's comic eddie brock that's tough because he's uh, he's supposed to be like an olympic athlete right you know what i mean but he's a a photographer
1: (laughs) eddie brock is a shitty character you know who's my favorite Venom? My favorite Venom is Flash Thompson. Flash Thompson.
3: And, oh, that's that's a whole other that, and it, it is, I would it, love to see that it, film. It, it is yeah. a whole
1: other thing, but that depends on whether or not the studios would like to market Venom as an anti-hero rather than like because Venom becomes an anti-hero, but he has to be a monster first.
4: Right. But see, if, I I kind of I really like Eddie Brock as a character only because like he's this big buff dude who is a big bully to Spider-Man. What's what's important about him? Is that he's not a monster, even though he like literally is a monster. He only just hates Spider-Man. He doesn't want to take over the world. Yeah, later yeah. on collateral damage happens and he feels really bad about it. And then like, Spider-Man saves his ex-wife and he, and he becomes Venom Lethal Protector. And he's like, I will do good too. And he just terrifies everybody he tries to help. <laughs> Like, that aspect of it is really cool. Like that's a I think that's really explore. great. I think it's really great. Uh, there's good potential to make that a film.
3: Who would play that that's a really good That's a really
4: good question. Because
3: uh, I liked the idea that they were trying to take where it's like, oh, Eddie Brock is just an
4: anti-Peter Parker. See, I would, I would like leave off the mullet. I would take the mullet away.
3: Well, you know, it's... <laughs> But if, you know, like with Topher Grace, they were like, oh, he's just like Peter Parker, but he's just the opposite. Well, like we're opposites or whatever. That that's was true. cool. But if you're going like just big guy who's totally different from Peter. Like he's not dumb,
4: but he's not Peter Parker. Like right, he's not, right, he's right, not right. quick with the wit, and, he, and like, you know, Peter Parker would give him some sass and he's like, well, shut up, you jerk. You yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's a, I think that's more interesting to me. I, I think of big people. I, I think of like Jason Momoa you know but i but think I, of, I don't i don't, uh, I don't dwayne of, johnson but he wouldn't uh, he's oh the rock really. the yeah. rock is as eddie brock would be, it would be different he it'd put be different. the he put the rock in eddie brock <laughs> <laughs> i think we got to give josh a point for that <laughs> <laughs> i would love no you you nailed it yeah dwayne dwayne the rock johnson as eddie brock would be amazing it'd be good it'd be very different though just because there's always like we haven't really seen him go bad I, in dude, I would love one. to <laughs> i can't i can't now yeah I'm hundred percent behind that. I, I want I want the rock to play Eddie Brock.
1: I feel like in the studio question. You know, there's a lot of things I could do that would indulge me personally, but I feel like the most logical thing for them to do is to put Spider-Man in an Avengers film. That's just straight up the smartest thing they could do because they want these movies to be, you know, they want them to stay around PG-13. And uh Wolverine being in the Avengers to this day in the comics, it, they love him being in there. But there's a certain caveat. Everybody's always bringing, he's, he's "This guy's a murderer here." You know, this guy's a murderer. Like he keeps coming
3: up. Well, uh, mm-hmm. in the movie version, if I were to go see an Avengers movie and Wolverine and Hugh Jackman Wolverine shows up, it'd be like, "Oh, great to have you on the team." He's, I don't play well with the groups but that's all i ever do Th- that's and the and whole then, avengers yeah, and, then, and then uh but then but then it's like oh there's a big cataclysmic event happening good thing wolverine's here but it, man we're really getting our ass kicked wolverine do you know any like other people who could possibly help and join us nah they're busy you know it, like it <laughs> they their children yeah it just, it just raises that question of like where's the other x-men if it's right. a world-ending event wouldn't the X-Men come
1: out but of, if it's you know? if it's Spider-Man, he's a superhero, he's operating well under the Avengers level radar. Yeah. To, right. Except so, so except for their fucking the dra- like, Hawkeye and Black Widow.
3: The drama but. would come in where it's like it's a cataclysmic event is happening and they're like Spider-Man, do you know anyone who can help? No, and I can't help either! I beat I'm out muggers. of my element! Like, yeah, I beat up muggers and like jewelry thieves. I punch people in the face, and then they go to the hospital. They don't die. You know, it's like, <laughs> th- there's a whole other thing of Spider-Man being out of his element, but in the Avengers, it's almost like he's the more
4: relatable person at that point. See, if you combine the uh, the X-Men and the Fantastic Four movies with Spider-Man, you could do Secret Wars, which would be pretty cool. True. Uh, and then you could introduce the, the, the black costume in this version of Spider-Man, mm. and that would be a much better introduction for it than in the third Spider-Man movie, which was just, there it is.
6: <laughs> like it just, literally, literally.
3: <laughs> I was so disappointed <laughs> with just well, how it <laughs> arrives on earth. The,
1: the <laughs> thing that's, that's always frustrated me endlessly about that is that Sam Raimi was, you know, vehemently like anti-venom, right? Then he Ha-ha. shouldn't, then he shouldn't have done it right, though. He, like he, like, he, like he they pressured him into doing it. He shouldn't have done it. But then the, the weird thing is the way the symbiote shows up in the comics is in the biggest ultimate comic book brawl sort of like could never happen on film sort of way the way they did it in the animated was series of Spider-Man say, it was pretty good was, was really genius of, of J. Jonah Jameson's son being an accomplished astronaut and accidentally bringing it back with him on a historic Mars mission even, no, that's and a, that,
4: he's the, in the movie, and, and, yeah, yeah. and that's the thing
1: and it seemed like Sam Raimi even though he hated Venom was, was inexplicably that. setting it up in the second film my and, son the yeah. astronaut like, like he had him say that it.
3: and I was like so when, when when they said in the sequel he was like my son's getting married my son the astronaut and I'm like oh sweet they're going that route and then they're like just announced Spider-Man 3 Venom's gonna be it and I'm like fucking Like that's the way the the astronaut thing like of course it's gonna complain it's from outer space he's an astronaut maybe it comes down with him maybe we get that awesome crash scene from the animated series which which is is one of the coolest things they ever did ever did on that entire show
4: miss brant don't open the caviar yeah
3: yeah yeah (laughs) and that would have been so freaking cool but then it's just like i'm waiting for it in the opening of the movie and then just a little meteor just slants like feet away and i'm like well that's a coincidence and then it's like it's like oh well he's driving away like maybe it was just to show i don't know and then he's driving away, and just sticks to his backpack or whatever i'm like oh sam <laughs> what did they the, do the pro- to you the
4: problem too is they had a really good sandman movie on their hands yeah that didn't need green goblin or venom yeah like it didn't need yeah. either of those people to be in it and it would have been really good because you like that's that's where all the emotion in that entire story is. I hate when is people shit same. on their artwork.
3: It yeah. doesn't make yeah. sense. Well, he just got pressured into doing it from the studio. The same way that uh, Tim Burton
1: got pressured with uh, Batman Returns. What did he get pressure with that? I mean, it's he he got to do so much of what he wanted to. They kicked him off of it.
3: Oh no, that's true. It's true. Well, here's the thing. From what I understand, he didn't really want to incorporate. I think it was Catwoman and really? he wanted he wanted to focus mostly on the penguin. I love that cat. But I mean, he woman,
1: did though. such a good job
3: but, of knows, but that's the thing. They were like they're like no no no, you got to put Catwoman in. He goes, "Well, I don't really think about it, but if I got to do it, I'll do it my way." And they're like, "Yeah, whatever, man, just do it." And he, then he did it his way and then they're like, oh, you don't, you're you're stupid, Tim." you know you you spoil you ruined you ruined everything you made mcdonald's mad at us tim exactly yeah. Yeah. but you know but it was fine like i thought it was fine but this movie made money and we hate you but if they just would let him do what he wanted to do in the first place and not include catwoman just because fans like catwoman you know i don't know it could it could is, have been is, different. is
5: batman returns the like sort of did that movie like sort of establish the dual antagonist
3: mm-hmm.
5: so so that was the first yeah okay.
3: pretty much absolutely probably.
5: There's even that scene in Spider-Man 3. So it's
3: like in, in Batman Returns, it's like, listen, you hate the bat. I hate the bat. Let's join forces. And he's just like, you, like bang, bang, bang. Batman Returns, what are you doing? Like, oh, that, was, that was just the, the sexy Catwoman, but I'm, I can't do it. So, But the the then in Spider-Man 3, you got Eddie Brock on the wall. It's just in an alleyway, happens to meet Sandman. It's like, I hate the spider. You hate the spider. Let's join forces and hate the spider together. Like, I have four friends. <laughs> I don't know.
4: Like even in a uh, uh, Batman and Robin, this, they have half of the Sinister Six in that movie. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't, <laughs> didn't do for shit. the other three. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> but even in Batman and Robin, it's just like, oh, you hate the Batman. I hate the Batman. I want plants to take over the world. You want to freeze the world. We make a great team. Just, no. no, I don't. Not even a little. Also, bit. I've got a, I've got Bane too. <laughs> a surprise. Yeah, yeah. Bomb, bomb.
1: I had a weird I had a I had the dumbest revelation the other day. I was reading Batman 66, the uh the new comic that's in the Adam West continuity mm-hmm. and uh which is so true to its actual source material that I almost can't stand it. Like I just Really? I just I, I cringe. It's great, but it's it's so perfect that it makes me uncomfortable cuz the show makes me uncomfortable (laughs) oh i love the show for totally different Uh, reasons um and uh and then the the second issue has mr freeze in it and i'm like he's german god damn it that's what that's why arnold
4: oh fuck why did i never see this before (laughs) it all makes they knew this they knew this ahead of time they had it all planned
3: i i I really hope that with the with that new comic where they're exploring 60s batman they figure out what a 60s bane would be that would be awesome (laughs) like like if it was just like he's gonna be fucking racist is what he's gonna be. <laughs> be he's gonna be he's gonna be the first luchador that's what he's gonna be yeah just just make him like a luchador but of course you know you can't how do you give him a spanish accent you just add the accent on the words Dude, just the same way they made mr freeze german in the comic oh just bastardize the Want spelling or whatever <yeah>
1: okay so weird marvel news tidbits i got a couple first things first we got some behind the scenes photos from guardians of the galaxy that have leaked with uh michael rooker as yondu i don't know who yondu is i don't know who yondu is i'm I'm not familiar so i'm gonna look up yondu right
4: now if it ain't rocket raccoon i'm not interested (laughs) i I got some rocket raccoon news (laughs) do we do we have any renders yet of rocket raccoon i've seen some i I saw i
3: saw a concept render yeah that was about it
1: oh Oh, Yandy's that yandi's that guy. Oh, that guy. Yandi's that guy that looks like a kind of a fish man with a mohawk, sort of like like Gladiator from the Shiar uh, Imperial S- sort Guard. Sort of
4: like sort of like the uh, the dragon from Image. Yeah, at, sort it, of it, like that. Like, sort of like that one Green Lantern. He looks a lot like Gladiator. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he looks
1: like gla- a Gladiator, Savage Dragon mashup. If you, I'll, we'll link to where you can see a picture of him. So he's in the movie. He's in the movie apparently, and uh, that explains why. Is the, he a good guy or bad guy? Um, <laughs> <laughs> according to the Wikipedia, he was actually a founding member of the original Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm more familiar with the modern Abnett and Lanning Guardians, which the film is based on. But Hmm. uh, apparently he's in it. And that explains why the mohawk that Rooker's wearing looks kind of weird, because I guess they're going to CGI that big, crazy mohawk in there. Awesome. And uh, Rocket Raccoon related news. Bradley Cooper is being sought to voice Rocket Raccoon, and they're in early negotiations. That's totally official. Bradley Cooper. Yeah, it could be cool.
3: He's, yeah, got, he's uh, got a
4: decent voice for it, I think. Well, Raccoon's supposed to be, what, Cockney, right? Like, Wait, Cockney or just cocky? I think he's just cocky. You guys played... Well, because I don't know, because I've always read it. He has, like, a very thick accent in the books. You know what I mean? He's got, he's got a dialect. And then when he played uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, he's like, That's for letting uh, Raccoon City for you wanker! You know, he's very...
1: I have never read Rocket as Cockney. That's amazing. Oh. I would love to read Rocket as Cockney, but I guess we're not going to get a Co-Cockney Cockney Rocket right now. <laughs> Let's say that a few more times. <laughs> <laughs> then you got to get Tom Hardy just to read
3: his voice from... See, I want... Uh, I want uh, what's Charles his... Bronson. Have him just do his Bronson. Charles Bronson impression as
1: as Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> what I, I kill no one! <laughs> what I like about Cooper, the idea of Cooper doing it, is that uh, he's got, a, you know, a, a good, nice voice mm-hmm. a sexy kind of man voice which means that they're treating Rocket mm-hmm. respectfully right like right. He, as in like they're willing to let him be silly but also take himself seriously and right. he's a comedy actor so he like he understands yeah yeah it um, wasn't
3: just like oh let's just get someone tough sounding to be in it you're yeah. like why I I can't really see Bruce it Bruce Willis as Rocket record <laughs> like, well, right, admittedly right. Right. actually would be pretty cool <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> uh, yeah <it's>, uh, <laughs> did uh, the talking baby you know so it's true who's know, talking so now yeah look look who's talking look who's talking, look yeah.
1: who's talking too and then look mm. who's talking now the third one which i'm not sure he was even in that one no he wasn't in that I one don't think so <laughs> the other piece of news is that uh marvel is quote keen on elizabeth olsen for the scarlet witch that's the younger olsen sister and the deal is in final stages they could just cast both of them, choose and just the form of then your switch Destroyer. them back and forth,
3: and uh, <laughs> save
1: some money. She doesn't have anything on her resume that's really noteworthy for a nerd uh, acid
4: test yet, mm-hmm. except that she's going to be in Godzilla. Hmm good so i could see her getting chewed up by a big lizard <laughs> <laughs> i don't know The the olsen twi- i i don't know what she looks she's the one with the creepy older boyfriend is that the, the, the pfft, i don't know wait uh, wasn't
3: were, wasn't the olsen twins somehow one of the olsen twins was somehow involved in heath ledger's passing yeah he died in one of their apartments
4: oh yeah it was um, nice they let they let him stay with him
1: oh yeah and uh other thing about elizabeth olsen she's in the old boy um remake oh, that's the Western right remake. that's right oh boy <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's high time we had a musical break. Let's cut to some brand new Word Burglar. His full Welcome to Cobra Island album has been released. So here's Venomous Ideology with a beat by NATO. While this record has a free download, you could also purchase the whole physical CD with a special insert for $13. bucks. we will link to where you can do that, of course, on this episode's page. Here's some new Word Burg, Venomous Ideology.
2: in exchange for a drinking problem and a loss of support not anymore they found his body spread across the highway Head on collision with some family who couldn't drive straight. I rate, I lost the American dream. Went from selling used cars to running pyramid schemes. Hoodwinking investors, that's where I got my first taste. Recruited like minds, we met on Thursdays. Cause money buys weapons and very good lawyers. Next thing you know, I got an island plus some tank destroyers. I must be doing something right, is what I told myself. Kidnapping presidents, throw them in the holding cells. See, I'm like no one else, a rattle char- Going to work in helmets, hoods and battle armor I'm a brainwashed, you bleeding hearts and hippies Caught my face in the moon, so you'll never forget me Put mind control in everything, perfume to chewing gum Cycles and maniacs, I'm always interviewing some new members Man, haven't you heard? Ask my accountant He's the one dressed like a bird I turn your town around, till you're living like royalty And all I ask is nothing, but I'm questioning loyalty I'm the man, the man the myth, the urban legend, the snake in the grass that you never sure where I'm heading I'll be the vermin you're fretting Certain you're nervous and sweating From the way I earned my rep with less conservative
7: weapons Our old enemy, old Cobra Commander
0: Got, 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 got an appetite for this flux They by forces that
2: your gravity with fly orders Operation Crush, planet Earth, right palm I got burning ambition and a venomous ideology A thing for snakes My economy, diamonds to ruples, and my philosophy, who needs scruples? Morality, ethics, those are just a curse to carry. If I got any problems, got a rolodex of mercenaries to hurt and bury. I'm trying to keep the hate alive. No, I'm not crazy, just dangerously destabilized. It pays to lie. Truth is, whatever I say to guys, anything I don't like, I vaporize. Robots with laser eyes. Your mom while she's baking pies. I'm Cobra Commander, exactly what the name implies. Take the prize for charismatic, sociopathic words hook you like some opium addicts. You're lonely and tragic. Time to get open to havoc. Running rackets for whatever helps us scope on my ravage to cope with the madness. You gotta be a bit nutty. I just wanna rule the globe. I'm not. The Fussy, complete chaos, corporation layoffs, labor from your neighbors, doing favors for some payoffs, make you quit your day jobs, stick it to your lame boss, aiming for your veins, ingrain my name in your brain house, insane plots, that's what I consider mad fun, I love ideas, especially the bad ones. I'm the man, the mask, the myth, the urban legend, the snake in the grass, that you're never sure where I'm heading, I'll be the vermin you're fretting, certain you're nervous and sweating from the way I earn my rap.
0: Our old enemy
1: cobra I got some weird ass Marvel news you guys might have heard. Have you guys heard of the Marvel experience? No, I have not. Okay, starting in 2014, Marvel and a new company called Hero Ventures. Are starting an interactive traveling experience called the Marvel Experience, featuring, quote, dozens of Marvel's iconic superheroes, an attraction that will appeal to a multi-generational audience and will leverage state-of-the-art interactive and multimedia technology, including a 4D motion ride and original 3D what? animated features, allowing fans to be a part of the action. This new company, this Hero Ventures company, has like a ton of money behind it, like people behind uh WWE and um, uh, the guy who co-owns the uh, New York Giants, uh, Roy Disney, and a bunch of film producers and stuff, and they are actually creating this unique arena for it to be in. that's the size of two football fields. Well, what? Yeah, holy, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know where the fuck they're gonna stage this thing. But um, I mean, it sounds like it's Disney, you know? It was. It's it does. Is, is this like a World's Fair, but with just Marvel themed? Is what it seems like. Like. <sighs> I don't know. (laughs) Um, I've got a couple more press release descriptions here that kind of shed some light on what's going on. Marvel Experiences is a first-person superhero adventure in which audiences step into the Marvel Universe to become a part of the story and the action. In addition to the 4D motion ride and 3D animated features, other components will include digitally projected animation, motion comic origin stories virtual reality and holographic simulations is mysterio building it
6: (laughs) or arcade giant it's it's a a giant dome dome. you (laughs) walk inside mysterio's
3: dome and you're gonna see things and hear things and they're not really there although
4: the idea of a giant dome now this is the mojoverse yeah it's mojo oh that would be amazing like if they called it mojoverse you'd have me day one and every day thereafter (laughs) A
3: giant dome makes me wonder and it's like you said giant dome 3d projections 4d experience are they going to do a thing where it's like you go inside the dome and they're going to project the dome to just look like like if it's at night they'll project it to look like the night sky and then iron man's going to fly over and do a battle in the sky or a portal's going to open and thanos comes out and like that is really cool because if it's like if they're the whole, if they're really pushing the idea of like you're going to be in the marvel universe you're going to be experiencing these things well that's what i want then i want to look up in the sky you know air quotes the sky and see a battle happen where i'm on the ground and be caught in the middle of it no, no, no.
1: doug i feel that that's what this press release is describing because in why else and the reason i
3: go there is because why else would it need to be that big if it's just like a 4d ride where you go everyone takes turns they wait in line and they go on a ride mm-hmm. why do you need a dome the size of two football fields what i
1: read this as is i read it as a fuck you to universal studios right um as like well we we can't get our licensing back so we're gonna do this thing no one's ever done before and what if we just tour with a theme park that's gonna that's a massive undertaking i could even begin to imagine the logistics of
4: touring something like uh, that the the thing is two football fields is big it's not super big, but it's big. It's bigger than Circus du Soleil, but um, which
1: is the only thing I can compare it to for a traveling exhibit,
4: right? So, so what I'm what I'm trying to think is uh, one of my problems with these events where it's like, oh, you're going to help Spider Man, you know, like in the Spider Man ride right. and stuff. And he's like, hey, don't worry, I'll get you out of this. And then Doc Ock, Spider Man, and like that's cool. And you're like, oh, I get to see Spider Man do his thing. If 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 this is an interactive experience, I want to be Spider Man. No, I want to be Iron Man. I want to. I want to. I want to do all of those things that they do. No, no kid cares about being the kid that thor saves you know
1: they want to be thor it does sound like they are setting us up to be the same collateral damage that we've always been yes. in these theme park experiences
4: now if they change it to being that you like it's hero it's an interactive 4d experience you pick your superhero and you get that experience out of the superhero now that, that's that's something because it sounds like there's all the descriptions are descriptions you'd use if you were if i asked you to describe this video game These are all things that you would say to me. Oh, it's very interactive. You get to experience the world in which this happens and this happens. But you are the hero.
3: Well, uh, you know, the the first problem, like if I was designing, I'd be like, well, the first problem is like, well, that's a great idea. But what happens when uh, on on one particular day, 90% of the people just want to be Spider-Man? Then 90% of the people are Spider-Man. You get the individual
4: experience. I guess then you have to figure out what kind of experience is it then like- well, they, they do like a uh, star tours you yeah. know what I mean yeah the, the new star tours they designed so that each each time you go on it the planets you go to are different yeah let's say you know all these people want to be a spider-man all that they want to do this they want to do that i'm I'm sure there's a way to do it uh this thing also describes that it will have um original merchandise
1: of course and integrated social media touch points of course but carefully woven into the rich narrative storyline so Um, gutsy yeah it definitely is it definitely is gutsy it's uh 30 million dollars plus gutsy the ceo rick lich says the dynamic creative elements were developing is
4: is a lich Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> awesome.
1: He's, a, he's hanging out with Mephisto. You will sign a waiver when you go in here, and it, it may not just be.
4: The reason your why you become away. part of the Marvel Universe is because you have to give him your soul. Yeah, and, then, <laughs> and and he's got a special orb that when you're in there, you're in there with whatever he makes. Yeah. <laughs> part of which is Marvel. The rest is Eternal torture
1: <laughs> The dynamic creative elements we're developing are going to enable anyone to feel like a superhero, like Spider Man or Captain America. Right, you okay, go. so that's uh, gotta
4: be it that's
1: that's and then 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 a bunch of like uh you know just rhetoric Buzzwords about yeah stuff. yeah <laughs> that's the only like telling thing is that you know maybe maybe you'll be more than a spectator but i really think or just you just be walk up to a
3: thing and you just choose what powers you want like i remember one of the rumors was that originally for the harry potter uh attraction they wanted you if you bought a wand there'd right. be a computer chip in the wand that would remember where you go in the park and what you do. And if you move, it would be motion sensitive. So like if you're going through a maze that's made to look like part of Hogwarts, you go to a certain wall and you move the wand a certain way and you say a certain word because there's a microphone in that room. Then the wall opens and you get a secret video of of Dumbledore being like, good job, you did it. And then, but if you leave Universal and you keep your wand because you bought it, it'll remember everything you did. So if you go back a year later, they go, welcome student. We haven't seen you in a year, you know. That type of level of customized Which is experience. entirely possible
1: because Disney's already got a very early version of that. Um, several renditions of it at different parks and sort of a detective game they got going on. But
3: so. the, the idea there that you are your own wizard in the Harry Potter universe. Yeah. So if you're doing like, I'm my own superhero in the Marvel universe or... do you want to be bitten by a spider or do you want to be born a mutant you know or whatever put your hand in this jar of
6: spiders (laughs) (laughs) one of them is radioactive
3: take a gamble i wasn't thinking that as much as like (laughs) you choose you would choose your origin of your power and then you go and you do your thing but this is all
4: do you want want us to kill your parents
5: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i like this i like this a lot
4: cap have you seen
5: did you see the marvel news that preceded that announcement though from disney no, that they are introducing a Thor attraction in Disneyland. I know that they
1: are putting in an exhibit in Disneyland related. I, I, th- I didn't read the article, but I assumed that I gleaned what I could from it, that it was basically an exhibit of props from the most recent Thor film at Disneyland. Is there more to that?
5: Yeah. Cause they're saying that Thor will be the first costumed Marvel character to be part of Disney. Okay. I don't. <laughs> oh, all right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Like, they're also they're, they're doing an Avengers Academy, kind of like the Jedi Academy.
1: Did do they do a Jedi Academy attraction there? I'm not familiar with that.
5: Oh, that was actually years ago. I mean, they, they're still doing it, but it's a little thing. You know, kids get brought up on stage and they teach them how to do they force still do. powers and, you know, the lightsaber combat and things like that. And then Vader comes out and they force push him away.
3: Okay, yeah, yeah I've heard of they, that. They still do the Jedi Academy at Star Wars Weekends at uh, MGM
4: or, excuse me, Hollywood Studios. Um, <laughs> here's an interesting tidbit of Marvel things that I noticed. Um, you, Anybody here else familiar with Planet Hulk and World War Hulk? Totally, yeah. Okay, so obviously the the best... Costume superhero run, that, you know that that has lasted for quite a while. Has been the Hulk series. Very recently, it, it was it was phenomenal. In the newest Thor trailer, at the end, there's a giant stone guy that comes out, and Thor kills him uh that stone guy is the same race of uh number one general shut the fuck up look at the picture like watch watch the trailer and i I, swear to you you're completely right korg is it was is the general so but but um for those of you not not who don't know about planet (laughs) hulk and world war hulk what that's a huge deal because that means they may be considering doing planet hulk and world war hulk and eventually maybe scar son of hulk and those comics are amazing uh, I didn't read Planet Hulk, so to me the stone guy was just a stone guy that Thor's like, Uh, anyone else want to fight? And I'm like, Oh Thor. The stone guy that comes down, uh, basically one gets a bunch of them get, get stuck as gladiators on this planet, and Hulk frees them and one of them is his top general. He tells a story of the worst fight he ever faced, and he doesn't know who the person he's fighting in, but when you're reading it, it's Thor. And Thor just kills like his people as they're just trying to like. So, settle they, so a new even planet. in
3: Planet Hulk he's explaining fighting Thor in the past? Yeah.
4: Yes
1: that's fucking crazy i can't believe that i didn't i did not Josh, thank you. I awesome. didn't remotely
4: glean <laughs> that, that. Sorry, that was a huge deal. I remember I, I went to go. That, see. that is the coolest thing they have ever
1: done so it's, far yeah, in yeah. Marvel movies. No, so so it shit. hints.
4: It hints that they might be doing a Planet Hulk movie, and I would crap my pants twice. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, if they do it, man, I'm just gonna sit on a bucket the whole time. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, it, it would be. It would be amazing, but it would be so shit. expensive because nobody's human. <laughs> like, yeah. There are no humans in Planet Hulk. It's basically a Pixar film at that point. I mean, like, yeah. and they've done an animated Planet Hulk film which i hear is pretty good it is pretty good they replaced um silver savage which is the silver surfer with beta ray bill and that's not a bad choice uh beta ray bill is scary (laughs) beta ray bill is harder to explain yeah they but, don't even try like really <laughs> they're just like <laughs> it's beta ray bill and he's like i've heard i've heard tales of your rage hulk and then then he well now like, silver surfer where does he
3: currently reside what, in, the, in the movie universe oh he's he's over with uh fantastic four yeah. um so why is silver surfer under the umbrella of fantastic four and not his own thing because he's the herald of
1: galactus and fantastic four and galactus face off more than anybody else in galactus mm-hmm. he was oh, part of the shit. package remember that amazing trailer for the second fantastic four film it the looks one that so got good. Good.
4: super excited yeah the one that made me go wow maybe it's really gonna be kick-ass yeah Yeah. where it was like i was like oh that horrible dr doom movie they made this this there's no way this can make up for it and then he drops Joni storm from space yeah yeah. that was i was 100 on board and And then then they
3: got then (laughs) but then they had doug jones play the silver surfer and he even did the voice of the silver surfer and then they're like uh we need someone more famous and the silver surfer needs a recognizable voice let's get lawrence fishburne and i like lawrence fishburne and he's got a cool voice but i wanted to hear doug jones voice like Dude is always in a costume, and he's always like whatever. He's I don't a, know. He, he voiced Abe Sapien, like they only let him keep only, his only, voice. In, only in the second film. You're right,
7: and he's, he's good. In, he's, he's in good. Fallout
3: Nuka Break. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was just such a missed opportunity. I mean, that I whole, agree, I of course that's the whole story of the Fantastic Four films. A missed, missed opportunity,
4: opportunity. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, you know, it <laughs> quite literally missed opportunity when they turned Galactus into a cloud yeah
3: what the fuck yeah but, you know i remember someone like
4: when they oh just announced galactus is going to make an appearance in the new fantastic four movie
3: and they showed a screenshot which i didn't know at the time was from the marvel ultimate alliance game or whatever or was it some other it was some other game where it was just a giant galactus like photorealistic reaching through the clouds at, over a city and i'm like that's fucking awesome and then I, I was expected to see that in the film and of course that's not the case
4: all the cinematics are done by blur Right. And uh and there's just this part where the like Uatu is explaining things they're gonna have to do and then you see Gal- like you see the city that's torn apart on an alien landscape and Galactus takes two steps and like looks to the left and it's the most crazy, real, scary version. That you've ever seen i'd played this before they announced that movie and i was like oh my god you could do like, it like it's yeah, gonna yeah. be good if silver surfers in it galactus is in it and if it's that galactus I'm, and I'm, i think they may so have
1: so just happy. been afraid to show galactus because uh, they think he looks cartoony filmmakers are afraid or at least studios anyway Not probably not filmmakers studios are afraid of cosmic entities because uh, Parallax had a very similar fate to Galactus in the Green J- J- Lantern film. J- yeah, films. just a
3: cloud. Just now, like
1: this. He, looked, he, was a, he was a way cooler cloud than Galactus. Yes, yeah, well, that's true. But yeah, he yeah. was still a fucking cloud. Yeah. What up with that? I mean, because yeah. Parallax? Parallax, like, the actual entity is awful. He's a terrifying
4: fucking monster. Yeah, it's a like crazy, like, not even a fixed. Pff, like, like a
1: predator roach from hell. <laughs> it's terrible.
3: <laughs> Something about a giant humanoid thing with that helmet and shit. Even though, like, some, some might be like, ah, oh, that's cartoony looking. Well, when you see a photorealistic version of it, and he's, like, destroying worlds, and he just doesn't have any look of remorse or worry in his face, it, there's something very unsettling about that. It makes you feel like an ant. Yeah, like, that's, that's, no, that's, that's the, the, the idea. point! It, like, it makes you feel worse. Instead, it's just a cloud. It's like, oh, it's a poisonous cloud. going to swallow up the planet, which is, you know, terrible, but it's just not the same. Yeah. And he's an alien, so you can... He can wear a goofy hat. Who
4: cares? You know, it's like if he, well, the Pope wears a hat. he exactly. was just just to people say, accept the Pope him. got a goofy hat.
3: But everyone <laughs> thinks it's fine. <laughs>
1: Let's conclude on a, a very sour note. Uh, DC announced that Ben Affleck is the new
4: Batman. See, now here's the thing. I'm going to be I, contrarian I, on this one. Okay. N- well, he, uh, bef- before... Maybe everybody's going to be contrarian. <laughs> no, no, no.
3: Because no. first of all, when I heard the news, I thought that that was someone trolling. Just being like, all ah, right, Ben Affleck or whatever. <laughs> we all thought that. And then, uh, then I see it more and more and more. And my reaction was, he may not be the best choice, but I have no idea why everyone's freaking out people are saying like you ruined batman like this you can't come okay, back Okay, this- well, if, if we know anything no man can ruin batman because <laughs> it hasn't been ruined yet it's like it, it got close with several movies but you can't ruin batman so don't worry everyone
4: batman is safe like nothing you know nothing's gonna destroy batman i think the problem is that when you cast for batman you're not casting for batman you're casting for bruce wayne and i think uh, i mean I, I don't know i haven't seen the town i heard it was great mm-hmm. um gone baby gone i didn't see gone baby gone either but i did see Argo. And, uh, and he has a, a level of command over these people in this movie that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but it's still not a... I was looking for clips of Ben Affleck earlier today. For this. I mean,
1: Argo, Argo is an amazing film. Yeah. Argo is incredible. And it's great that it's as good as it is with Ben Affleck being the lead character.
4: <laughs> now, see, I'm, a lot of people he, give Ben Affleck see, shit. I don't, no, no, I don't I really he, have a I'm problem gonna problem
3: say him. I don't know what you guys are going to think what I'm going to say. It's, uh, did anyone here see Hollywoodland? No. Ben mm-hmm. Affleck played uh, George Reeves in Hollywoodland. And he's in the Superman suit in Hollywoodland, portraying George Reeves in the Superman suit. I honestly think he would make a great Superman. Like he would make a <laughs> I don't know bad he's not playing. No, Superman. no, no, no. I know. I was like, he would make a great Superman because, I mean, he did. First of all, he did great in the film, but I think he'd make a great Superman. So it stands to reason. Well, why does he make a great Superman? Not just because he because he doesn't really look that much like the character, mm-hmm. but he performed it really well. So I'm like, well, maybe he's just a great actor. And if he's a great actor, maybe he can just perform Bruce Wayne.
5: You know, I, I think he was a good Superman because Superman's kind of playing Jane, and so is Ben Affleck. Just gonna say it. I don't know. I'm, I, I don't know. I'm just. I'm
3: not gonna. I'm not gonna shit on him until I get a, a snippet of, uh, of of what it. There what was a like. really
1: great headline over at Bleeding Cool recently in the in light of this, which read: Warner Bros. receive five hundred thousand complaints over casting of Batman. Click on the article, and it says, "Well." In 1988 and 1989, they did. Exactly. Yeah, no, I was just about exactly. to say, what, we talking
3: about Michael Keaton when they cast Ye- Michael Keaton? Yes. Like, oh, you mean Mr. Mom is going to play the Dark Knight? What <laughs> the fuck, Warner Brothers? <laughs> so I'm like, dude, who, I, what, who cares? Like, I remember being a little I, I, weirded I out. I think
1: that just the fact is that uh, Ben Affleck played Daredevil, and Daredevil and Batman are kind of similar characters in a lot of ways, mm. and I think and
4: there Christian were bigger problems Bale's with that movie.
1: Choice. People praise Bale, but I'm not really...
4: I still think Keaton was the better of the two Batman. <laughs> Honestly, I think, I think the best choice that they made was George Clooney as the Bruce Wayne character. I think, I think that's the best oh, choice. I disagree. No, I disagree, yeah. See, I, 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 think, no, I, think, I think George Clooney in... If, if, you, if you put George Clooney in the newer Batman movies or in the Keaton Batman movies, I think they'd be better as a result. I, I, th- I think Michael Keaton was the best Bruce Wayne. Maybe the best
3: Batman. And for the longest time, I used to say Val Kilmer was the best Batman, but not the best Bruce Wayne.
4: Because he had a different presence in the suit. He did have a different presence in the suit.
1: I feel like Clooney was the best Batman if you were talking about uh reimagining a modern version of the adam west Batman. oh yeah well uh, yeah if you're going that way yeah but yeah. that that to me is what he represented which makes it really out of place despite right. the fact that as a kid i just didn't reckon i just you know i didn't want i didn't want that movie and yeah, i still don't yeah. want that movie but see, I, I understand now what schumacher was trying to do and it was yeah. kind
4: of brilliant but <laughs> yeah. i still don't want it right so, no i don't want the schumacher one but he we'll see when, when i heard that george clooney was going to play him I'm thinking of George Clooney, Three Kings, you know what I mean? Or, or, uh, or, right. or, I mean, like later, Syriana, you know? And I, I think this could be fantastic. Like, this could be the, the best, possibly the best Bruce Wayne ever. And that was not the movie they wrote. <laughs>
3: so, mm-hmm.
4: I don't know. But it, now, it, it could go either way. So, but everyone's like, well, he, Ben Affleck was a
3: shitty daredevil. I'm like, so you're going to blame the entire movie on an actor? Oh, yeah. Like, as, big, as if Ben
4: Affleck was the weakest. Link it had bigger of that problems.
1: From... But I mean, the, the fact is, I've seen a fair amount of movies with Ben Affleck in it, and it's just whatever.
4: He's very white bread. Uh, I'll, I'll give that to him. However, have you seen Boiler Room? I have not. He plays a cocky asshole in that movie who's the CEO steals of Steals the movie. Yeah, he steals the movie in two scenes. And, uh, and, and he's, he's really good in it. Um, but uh, he was very young when it happened. So you're like, this guy's too young to play Batman. It's not really, you know, it's not going to work. But if you think that guy with that voice in the bearded, darker uh, version that, that we saw in Argo, like that—that mm-hmm. that could be that could be a powerful Bruce. But Wayne. also,
3: what version of Batman are they going for? It's they're making them. Well, in, they're making they, into uh, Superman. Z-
5: Zack Snyder actually said that it's uh, Dark Knight Returns style Bruce Wayne and Batman. Not necessarily that story, but that is the particular Bruce Wayne Batman they're looking for. So that's
4: weird. Like the super gruff and super aggro version of Batman. Kevin Smith runs a podcast all about Batman. He and Ben Affleck are like best friends. It would be a terrible summer blockbuster. <laughs> But I would love to see a Kevin Smith Batman Superman movie <laughs> more, more than any oh, More
3: just, than the Zack Snyder one. Oh, I'll the, give you that.
4: Oh, oh, like, no action whatsoever. Just They just sit around and talk. Like That would be the like funniest thing. Like
3: the Super thing. Cafe on uh, How It Should Have Ended. Exactly, just, like where it's exactly. just the two of them sitting in a cafe being like, you know why? Cause I'm Batman. It's like I, was, only- I was
4: like, I was like <laughs> you got underwear outside of your pants. I don't know what you're doing. And he's like, well, you know, this Kryptonian armor. is how, that's how it's made. He's like, that's stupid. <laughs> he's like, he's, he's like, well, it looks stupid. He's like, well, I don't even wear underwear. Cause it doesn't get hot enough on this planet for me to sweat, you know? <laughs> and he'd be like, well, did it get hot enough on Krypton? And you'd be like, I don't know, I I wasn't alive then I bet I did, and I bet the only reason you're dressed like that Is because your people's balls sweat too much Like, that would be a great movie (laughs) So if Kryptonite makes you a mortal Man, just a regular mortal That means, like, you're just a really shitty guy, right? (laughs) Because uh, every time That you hate with Krypton, you can't even stand up So, like, you don't even know how to walk On our planet, you're really bad at even, like, pretending to be a human It's like, you got a lot of lip on you Yeah,
1: because I'm a bad (laughs) man So Batman, Superman, it comes out July 17th, 2015. Uh, allegedly, it's going to start shooting early next year. And uh, it's still got the sporting cast of Amy Adams, Lawrence Fishburne, and Diane Lane. And I still don't give a fuck.
5: Yeah. 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 And uh, many moons ago, Ben Affleck had been in talks about a Justice League movie. This was like pre-Green Lantern. Yeah. True. Yeah. Like to, to direct it. Now, if there's the potential of him directing himself as Batman in a Justice League movie... I don't know how that changes opinions if that's actually going to happen.
4: I think Affleck has proven himself as a director more than anything. If you have to give him any allowances, if even if you hate him, you have to go, well he he makes good movies.
1: I don't like saying mean things about him, but I don't like him as an actor. That's but, fair. But I I,
4: I love him as a director. He's such a good director. He's really good. And he I mean and a writer too. He he co-wrote uh Goodwill Hunting. Good Hunting. And that's a phenomenal phenomenally written movie. I thought he was okay in it too. <laughs> 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 to, to me Saying Ben Affleck is Batman is not the worst news. I, I mean, it, it, Zack it, Snyder is worse news for me. Yeah, for like, me, it was. I guess, I, I, yeah. Absolutely.
3: I mean, if, even if they just said, oh, it's it's Ben Affleck and we're keeping uh, Henry Cavill and we're keeping the rest of the cast, but we're getting someone else to direct. Like, I don't know, even if ben, even if Ben Affleck was directing it and he was directing himself as Batman, I'd be like, OK, well, I'm automatically more interested in seeing
5: it. Completely forgot that I wanted to ask about how you guys felt about there being two Quicksilvers right after one another. Wait, What? Yeah, because we're getting one in in Avengers 2, and we're getting one in Days of Future Past. Are you fucking shitting me? No, like, that was, uh, Whedon confirmed that, like, I think at Comic-Con. I I mean,
1: I knew that Quicksilver was gonna be it, but I didn't realize that he was, in in Avengers, but I didn't realize he was a part of Future Past, and that's, oh, that's fucking
4: stupid, guys. That's fucking stupid. It's it's bad news. Well, I mean, they're both, I mean, uh, Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, Magneto's children, but he's way more important in the Avengers. (laughs) There's, like, nothing that even comes close
6: hmm
4: i mean honestly quicksilver is probably the least important of classic avenger right but um i'm more worried about scarlet witch
5: now if you if you were one of the filmmakers let's say i i guess obviously avengers comes out second would Mm -hmm. you want to try to honor the betrayal in days of future past in order to make it seem like they could fit like would would that concern you or do you want to do your own thing
4: i think you know what i think i would probably want to talk to them and and at least exchange notes Yeah, because you don't, I mean, you don't want the films to complicate each other. That's bad for everybody. Yeah,
3: because look at it this way. I know movie studios don't think this way, but if you reached out and said, let's, I'm not saying work together and we both make the same film, but if we both acknowledge it and we both leave an open space there for the audience to interpret with how they want, we both can win. Like, we can both make a shit ton of money. And not have to worry about,
1: well, people being confused, and who's the real thing, and what's with this, or whatever. But if we're talking about, like, moves to make as filmmakers, I tell you what I wouldn't have done. I If I was going to include any mutants in the Avengers, despite their storied legacy, it sure as hell wouldn't have been Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. I would not have in a million years put that in the Avengers film. I would have tried something more current something more familiar because the fact is that i mean wanda maximov i think she's a really cool character but scarlet witch is complicated and very complicated. i mean if i a... would
3: have left out mutants entirely because if fox is going to hold on to uh, the x-men and everything else let that sort of feel like its own universe that maybe someday in the future can cross over it's it, true but if you're well, going to be like
4: you may as well just be like well hey we got Quicksilver. why not get wolverine in here i completely agree with you if i go you know what let's just leave scarlet witch out of this equation because this bridges into the x-men like heavily especially way later mm-hmm. with uh, m day and stuff but uh if you ha- if you leave her off there's no reason to have quicksilver in it
1: yeah i'd, I'd be more interested in like i think that mutants are inter- an interesting factor to have in the avengers but i definitely wouldn't do those two Mm-mm. just they're just too complicated you know that said we should probably wrap this guy up yeah yeah we got to give some shout outs to some very kind and wonderful people nerdy show is a listener supported podcast and a listener-supported podcast network, and we can't put out all these wonderful shows that we put out practically every day of the week without you guys helping us. And, in fact, this month, as we record this, we're uh, dangerously shy of making our monthly goal this month. So if you can, please chip in anything, and, uh, you know, as always, you'll get cool stuff in your email. Different perks, uh, adding them on every month. So we got to give a shout-out to James Hickson, who uh, donated to us, and Benjamin Britt, who supported us saying... Throws pocket change with great force. Ballistic charity. <laughs> uh, so yes, please, please contribute to Nerdy Show. You make us possible. It pays our bills and makes sure we can keep doing these recordings and such. Unlimited Thank- content forever. Yes, yeah. unlimited <laughs> content forever, so long as we make our goals. <laughs> Before we go, a little something from Matt, a thought that he had shortly after we concluded recording this episode. He says, I've been thinking long and hard about this Scarlet Witch Quicksilver issue, and the sudden insertion of mutants into the Avengers cinematic universe. And then it hit me like a ton of bricks. Actually, I saw a poster at a bus stop. That's the responsibility of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., a whole season of a hit new show, and let's be honest, it'll be big, to introduce them. From the first press release, quote, a team of agents to tackle these cases that haven't been classified yet, the new, the strange, and the unknown. Boom. Mutants. They can't contractually say mutants ever. If Wayden just says that they're the results of more serum-slash-gamma experimentation, that'd suck. But if mutant introduction in S.H.I.E.L.D. is the case, I admire Marvel and Disney's commitment to cross-media pollination. I think Matt's on to something. The trailers for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has just suggested this sort of blanket, fundamental, people-with-powers kind of idea, which does bring to mind, well, who are people who randomly have powers? Why, they be mutants, son. And, uh, of course, the question has always been, in the Marvel Universe... What's the difference between a mutant and just anybody with superpowers? Of course, the answer is a bunch of uh, social and genetic drama and politics. But we'll see where they go with it. I hope Matt's right, and I'm interested to see what exactly happens with the mutant agenda in the Marvel Avengers universe. Anyway, that'll be our concluding thought for the day. Let us know what you think, actually, of all this stuff that we've been talking about and the shared universe nonsense and the Marvel experience. Head over to the Nerdy Show forums or hit us up on Facebook. Start a discussion slash quarrel with us. And as far as more Nerdy Show news, this just in, you guys may have listened to our Giant Monsters and Their Natural Enemies Nerdy Show Prime episode, way back when we were trying desperately to get Travis Beecham, the writer for Pacific Rim, on the show, and uh, well, he's finally going to be on the show. We've got a date with him, and hopefully nothing will go horribly wrong, but but coming soon, an interview with Travis Beecham, writer of Pacific Rim, if you guys have any questions for him, Uh, hit us up on the nerdy show forums and let us know what you want to know about pacific rim the film the universe all that jazz that's gonna be awesome it's gonna be awesome and uh if you're feeling an empty place in your heart while dungeons and doritos is still on hiatus uh and yes we are coming back we just got to finalize some stuff there's some information about that on the forums there's another role-playing podcast coming out from nerdy show that might interest you Wicked Anime is doing a role-playing podcast special for Big Eyes, Small Mouth, the anime uh, tabletop role-playing system. I just listened to part one. It's great. Part is coming out in a couple weeks. So uh, if you want some more podcasting from Nerdy Show, definitely check that out. Thanks so much for listening. Bye, I'm Cap. Bye, I'm Josh. Bye, I'm Doug. Bye, I'm Matt. The track taking us out is some new Kabuto the Python. He's just put out a release called The Almighty with a lot of amazing collabs. And this is a track called Sequential Art.
0: Yo the song is about web comics the reading thereof and the readers thereof. That's what's up go. Used to read, control, out, delete. Yeah, I know, but I was 13 or so, and yo, I thought it was sweet. And I was awkward and meek, into those comics for geeks. Put in a Star Wars reference, and I'm properly peaked. Yo, I read Penny Arcade, isn't it lame? I used to only read the ones about the video games. I wasn't spitting no game. Probably don't need to explain, because I get the feeling some of y'all done did it the same. I used to read Sluggy Freelance as a kid. Riffin' Torgon, A, being bun bun with a shit, that was what back in Art 1 or Art 2, it was I, if you wanna read Sluggy, Art 2, Furries had better days, incest, and iron man, and two kinds of fan base, never thought it kinda planned. I ain't fucked with all that, but lack of daisy cats is still my shit, all three fingers smack a hater, support your favorite webcomic, else they ain't deeply. white ninja, dr mcninja, stay sneakin', problem smooth, homestuck, gun show way decently, Bussin, we member big ups to K. A wins, Tom Saddale. Gonna put more shit for sale. Tristy Kodak, octopus pie, the chip reveal. Tomato co and all of the strips that it entails. Runner and the Akewood, digger and not the tail. High school, I was all about the dinosaur comics. Because the dinosaurs were dope and the writing was flawless. T-Rex was proud as something mad anachronisms, but he'd always get his shit shut down by raptor wisdom. No bees, but no. I never messed with any Clark Kent. I'd hop up on Safari for some questionable content. I read it every year before it lost its interest to me. Honestly, I think I started because I thought there would be booy overcompensating course we do is my boy i love the little yellow thingy who was made out of poison they sold him as a toy son crass it's debatable they got a hundred comic shirts for sale a tomato co every bible fellowship was doper than most i remember when it used to update with multiple posts and i read some underground shit thinking lincoln mad sick wonder Mark, Support your favorite webcomic, else they ain't even. White Ninja, Dr. McNinja, stay sneakin'. Problem sleep, homestuck, gun way decent. Plus, innumerable, big ups to keep eating. A.O.N.'s Tom Siddell, gonna put more shit for sale. Dresden, Kodak, Octopus Pie, the chipper rail. Co, and all of the strips that it entails. the eggwood Digger, and other tales. and the Thank you for all you have done on behalf of Internet Comics. People keep saying your books are great. I, I would read them, but they're boring.
7: Thanks for listening to Nerdy Show. Mm. Nerdy Show was made possible by a comic shop, Nerdapalooza. The generous support of sexy listeners like you. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend, rating and reviewing us on iTunes, making a contribution to our monthly support drive, or just making sweet, sweet love. Any extra-sized contribution gets you exclusive nerdy show audio and mm, images oh. and lets you participate in our monthly support drives. Just go to nerdyshow.com/support to chip in.
6: Oh.
7: For more episodes of Nerdy Show, as well as other fine fine programming, Uh-oh. community forums, videos, articles, and more, head over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via the iTunes store. And for the latest news, follow us on all of your favorite sexy social networks.
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.